0: Michael Weber, Artistic Director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theatre. Opening at the New Amsterdam Theatre November 18, 1933, Roberta, with music by Jerome Kern and book and lyrics by Otto Harbach from the novel Gowns by Roberta by Alice Dewar Miller, was a remarkable hit for a Broadway musical opening at the height of the Great Depression. The original company starred actors who were destined to go on to greater fame. With one exception. Starting with Tamara Drazen, billed simply as Tamara, who was on her way to becoming a huge musical star, introducing the song standards I Can Dream, Can't I? I'll Be Seeing You, Get Out of Town, as well as Roberta's Smoke Gets In Your Eyes, before her untimely death in a United Service Organization's plane crash on November 22nd, 1943. Drazen's story was partially told in the Jane Froman biopic With a Song in My Heart in 1952. Other cast members, including the young Bob Hope, George Murphy, Fred McMurray, Alan Jones, and Sidney Greenstreet would all go on to worldwide fame in Hollywood following their work in Roberta. Cast member Ray Middleton would go on to even greater Broadway fame, starring in Knickerbocker Holiday. George White's Scandals, Annie Gets Your Gun, South Pacific, Man of La Mancha, and more. The actor who did not require Roberta as a career boost was the great Faye Templeton, who was returning to Broadway where she had made her debut 48 years earlier. Among her many credits, she introduced the song classic Mary is a Grand Old Name in the George M. Cohen hit 45 Minutes from Broadway in 1906. Roberta was Templeton's final Broadway appearance in an illustrious career. Roberta underwent a troubled existence, which is described by producer Max Gordon in his autobiography, Max Gordon Presents. The biggest problem was the director one Jerome Kern. That's right, the composer, with no directing experience, directed the show himself. Gordon, who was recovering from a flop musical which culminated in a nervous breakdown and a suicide attempt, gave in to Kern's desire to also direct in order to get the rights to produce the show. The production, which opened in Philadelphia under the title Gowns by Roberta, was so poorly received that Gordon went ahead and fired Kern as director and replaced him with uncredited director Hassard Short, who had directed the previous hit musicals Sunny, The Bandwagon, Face the Music, and As Thousands Cheer. While Kern remained on hand to work on the score, as a result of his firing by Gordon, a happy time was had by no one as the show made its way to Broadway. Roberta opened at an especially low point in the Depression. The show nevertheless managed to last a respectable run, thanks in part to the power of the hit song Smoke Gets In Your Eyes the inclusion of an apparently impressive fashion show with lavish gowns, which unfortunately you won't see in this radio adaptation, and the use of heavily discounted tickets. Roberta is the story of John Kent, an all-American college fullback who learns he has inherited a dress shop run by his Aunt Minnie. But the shop is in Paris, where his Aunt Minnie trades under the name of Roberta. When a romance starts between John and the shop assistant, Stephanie, the romantic workings of the City of Lights are threatened when John's old college girlfriend, Sophie, appears on the scene. Here on the November first, 1948 episode of The Railroad Hour are stars Eddie Bracken, Jan Clayton, and Gordon McRae, with Viola Vaughn and Nana Bryant in Roberta.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. The Railroad Hour. And from Hollywood, here comes the star-studded show train. Tonight, your railroads, through the Association of American Railroads, present the musical hit, Roberta. In our star-studded cast, you will hear the host of our series, Gordon McRae. Two famous guest stars, Eddie Bracken and Jan Clayton. Nana Bryant as Madame Roberta. Viola Vaughn as Schwarenka. And a cast of Hollywood featured players, including Sheila Stevens and Rye Billsbury. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff. And the entire production is set to the music of Carmen Dragon's Orchestra. And brought to you by the American Railroads, the same railroads that bring you most of the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the fuel you burn, and the things you use in your daily life. And now, here is Gordon McRae.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gordon MacRae, helping to bring you another in our series of musical successes. Tonight, the Railroad Hour presents the story of a French modiste, a musical show that ran for more than a year on Broadway, was a big hit on the screen, and has played season after season in theaters all over the country. It's Roberta, with book and lyrics by Otto Harbach, and music by Jerome Kern. Tonight I play the part of Johnny Kent, who falls out of love with one girl and is in love with another. The one I want to marry at the final curtain is named Stephanie, assistant to Madame Roberta, the famous Parisian modiste. I met Stephanie when Madame Roberta, who is really my Aunt Minnie, cabled me to come to Paris at once. With such a charming star as Miss Jan Clayton playing the part of Stephanie this evening, I'm very glad I visited Madame Roberta, especially when I heard Stephanie sing... My friend Huckleberry Haynes, the famous band leader, went to France with me. When we got to Havre, Huck decided to rehearse his band in the dock. While I went to see about getting our stuff through customs. I'd introduce Huck to you if he and his band weren't getting ready to do a number, but I'm sure you know him well. Because Huckleberry Haynes is played by our other guest star this evening, the very popular young comedian, Mr. Eddie Bracken. Oh, so sings haven't helped you.
3: That you got me going, what you gonna do? Is it up to me? Is it up to you? What kind of game is this you've begun? Was it done just for fun? I suspect you'll be wrecked when she answers you. Quite direct. Is this to be a case of falling, glad you fell, kiss and never tell, folly and farewell? What is it gonna be? Lose or win? Cry or grin? Let's begin
4: what you gonna do? Is it up to me? Is it up to you? What kind of game is this we've begun? Was it done just for fun? I suspect you'll be wrecked When she had to do quite direct
3: Is this to be a case of falling glad you fell? Kiss and never tell Folly and farewell Which
4: is it gonna be? Lose or win
3: Try again. last Let's be
2: Huck was still rehearsing when I finally got through customs and hurried over to him, calling,
3: Okay, Huck, let's go. Hold it, hold it, fellas, hold it. Well, Johnny, how do you feel, boy?
2: Oh, who cares? All I want to do is get to Paris, find out what Aunt Minnie
3: wants with me, and then go home. What's eating you? Hey, don't tell me you're still fretting about that witch, Sophie. Oh, Sophie's got something, Huck. Yeah, and I'm allergic to it. <laughs> Besides, she's too old for you, Johnny. She's 25 if she's a day. She's only 23. That's a right cue. Watch out now, here comes Sophie Well, for crying out loud, tell her to get lost Tell her to turn blue Tell her to go to... Hello, Sophie
5: Pardon me, Mr. Haynes Would you mind stepping to one side? You're obstructing traffic
2: Oh, now, Sophie, just a minute I've got to talk to you
5: Well, it won't do you any good, Johnny Frankly, I'm interested in much bigger things
3: Well, maybe I can fix you up with an octopus
5: Very funny (laughs) Very funny, Huck. Very funny indeed. You should stick to your music. Oh,
3: good idea. Let's go, boys.
5: Well, what are we supposed to do, Dan?
2: Oh, I just want another chance to square myself with you, Sophie.
5: With words and music by Huck Haynes, I suppose. Well, go ahead and see if I care.
6: You're devastating and so far above. Of mating, I never could dare. You couldn't ever be lonely and love me. You're much too clever to care how I care. You were destined for a new throne. Room fashion for princess to see, still I keep dreaming of you in my own room, and there you whisper, I love you to me. fashioned for purple hued pronouns you were fashioned for princess to see.
2: I poured my heart out in song, and Sophie just walked away from me. But I forgot her on the train, thinking about my Aunt Minnie and what a success she had been as Madame Roberta, the most famous modiste in all France. And when we got to Paris, I could hardly wait to get to her place and knock on the door.
7: Johnny! Aunt Minnie! Oh, oh, Johnny, I'm so happy to see you. But your ship must have docked hours ago. Where have you been? (laughs)
2: Learning about French customs.
7: Already? Oh, Johnny, let me look at you. You're more handsome than ever.
2: Ah, and you're more beautiful than ever, Aunt
7: Minnie. Oh, this is Stephanie, Johnny.
8: She's the real Madame Roberta now. How do you do? I'm
2: pleased to meet you.
8: Isn't she pretty? Oh, if if you'll excuse me, I must get back to the fitting room and get that gown ready for Mademoiselle Schwarenko, or she'll be screaming her head off. Good, we'll have it stuffed. How do you like
7: Stephanie, John?
2: Oh, very nice. Very nice indeed.
7: I want you two to get along well together. It's so important for you to be happy, and you can be, if your tomorrows are as happy as your yesterdays. When you get to be my age, Johnny, you live in the past. Voices of old friends, old loves ring in your ears. Don't you remember what I told you when you were a little boy?
2: Yes, Aunt Minnie. You told me that yesterdays gave one courage to face tomorrow. Why, I even remember the song you sang to me.
6: Yesterdays, yesterdays, days I knew as happy sweet sequels.
2: Aunt Minnie?
7: Tell me about this Sophie you wrote that you were engaged
2: to. Oh, I'm not engaged anymore, Aunt Minnie. We had a fight the night of our graduation dance. A fight? Yes, about a dress she was wearing, Aunt Minnie. It was kind of... Well, you see, there wasn't much to it. So I told her I didn't like it, and she said...
9: She said
7: what?
2: She said I was a small-town hick. And a couple of other things.
7: She sounds horrible.
2: Oh, she isn't, Aunt Minnie. She's wonderful. We've had some wonderful times together. (laughs) So... Aunt Minnie loved that song, but she wanted to talk. We reminisced for nearly an hour when suddenly from the other room came the sound of an angry woman's voice.
7: What's that, for Pete's sake? That is Shvarenka Johnny, a customer of mine, a Russian dancer, and a... Oh,
9: Shvarenka. That, oh, that, 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 Stephanie, she has called me names, Da 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 that, common, ordinary hey,
8: little... Hey, now, just
2: a second.
9: Oh, get out of my way.
8: Madame Roberta, I have never insulted anyone. Oh, she lies. You handle
7: this situation, Johnny. I'll take care of Stephanie.
9: Oh, take your hands off me. Take them off. Oh. Oh. I do not notice what is holding me. (laughs) What a arm. What a chest. Only America makes a chess like that.
2: Hey, now, it's your turn to let go of me.
9: <laughs> what? You do not like Schwarenka?
2: Sure, sure, I like you, but... Uh...
9: But you think Schwarenka might be hard to handle, eh?
2: Well... Uh...
9: Well? Could be. Could
4: be.
9: <laughs> I'll be hard to handle... I promise you that So when I came, Don't start to complain And leave me flat I'll be hard to handle How else can I be I say with a shrug eh, A fellow's a mug to fool with me Be a lover who enthuses Always mind your T's and Q's, Watch your step or you are have to get crowned. If you try to pull a fast one, our romance will be a past one. With you resting six feet underground. I'll be hard to handle. My bridges are burned. Be careful with me, cause I'm TNT where you're concerned. I'm going to kick and scream till you get rough. Then when you're short enough, I'll be hard to handle where you're concerned. Oh and now my wonderful American kiss me.
4: Hey, I uh... Well
3: See, you got Paris well in hand. And don't try to tell me this is your Aunt Minnie.
9: Ah, another American. But where is your chest?
4: <laughs>
3: it slipped down on the back and came up under an assumed name.
4: Where's my chest?
9: Well, Svarenka, you've calmed down, I see. Madame Roberta Schwarzenegger apologizes. Tomorrow I come back for another fit.
7: I wouldn't be a bit surprised. (laughs) But remember, if you don't behave yourself, my nephew will be here to handle you. Oh, how lovely.
3: (laughs) Detestable woman. Imagine being married to her. I'd probably love it. And, Minnie, I want you to meet my friend, Huck Haynes.
7: Oh, how do you do, Mr. Haynes? I didn't see you when I came in.
3: I know. I'm always the same color as the wallpaper.
7: <laughs> I'm so glad that you boys have...
2: have...
3: Aunt Minnie, what's wrong?
7: Oh, it's, it's nothing to worry about, dear. Just after after 75 years, my heart gets a little tired once in a while.
2: Well, maybe Huck and I'd better clear out and let you
3: rest.
7: Perhaps just for a little while, Johnny.
3: Goodbye, Madam Roberta. Bye. Goodbye,
7: Mr. Haynes. Goodbye, John, dear. Stephanie? Stephanie?
8: Oh, y- yes, Madame Roberta? Uh, do you not think you had better rest now? In just a minute, Stephanie, dear. How did you like him? Oh, very, very much, Madame. I'm glad.
7: Now I think I will rest until my lawyer comes. It's very important that I see him, Stephanie. There's something I haven't done, and I...
8: Oh, do not worry about a thing, Madame. Please, just rest. Will you sing to me, Stephanie? Well, Of course, if you want me to. Sing the song I love so much, Stephanie.
7: Stop, Stephanie, please. Oh, now, who's that? Aunt Minnie. Oh, John, dear, come in. Stephanie's singing to me.
3: But I... Uh... Oh,
7: no, no, nothing is so important that it can't wait until Stephanie's finished, John. Go on, Stephanie, dear.
8: You and I, throughout a summer day, have walked a sunlit way,
4: or stopped to play.
6: And I have wandered hand in hand Throughout a happy land that we had planned
2: I came in to tell her. And Stephanie. Aunt Minnie isn't asleep. She's.
1: we return with Roberta in just a moment. But first, here is a reminder. If you want a good picture of just how busy our country is, one of your best yardsticks is the number of freight cars loaded and moved each week. The Car Service Division of the Association of American Railroads keeps an accurate check on such figures. They report that during 10 weeks out of the past 11, an average of more than 900,000 cars have been loaded each week. That's nearly enough loaded cars each week to make three unbroken trains stretching all the way from the Atlantic to the Pacific Ocean. This year, the average freight train has turned out more transportation service an hour than ever before. This was done first by hauling more tons in each train, and second, by keeping the trains moving faster and more steadily. Another thing that helped to improve our railroad service has been the new freight cars, which the railroads are building and buying as fast as they can get them. And these new cars are but one item in the billion dollar a year improvement program of the railroads. One detail in their determined drive to provide still better service for you. And now back to Roberta, starring Eddie Bracken, Jan Clayton, and your host, Gordon McRae. <laughs>
2: Stephanie passed away before she could sign her will. And since I was certainly no dressmaker, Stephanie and I became Madame Roberta Incorporated. And after a couple of weeks, we gave our first fashion show. And Huck was more excited about it than I was.
3: Brother, I never saw such a crowd. And
2: all dames,
3: all dames. <laughs>
2: Is that bad? Who said it was bad?
8: Oh, everything's ready, Johnny.
2: Oh, the dresses look wonderful, Stephanie. All except...
8: Uh, except what, Johnny.
2: Well, I hate to ask you this, Stephanie, but would you mind not showing that chartreuse dress?
3: Hey, you going crazy? That little number has everything. I mean, it has nothing. I mean, it brings out the, uh, uh, um... Well, I mean, in the... Well, it it works out the, uh... It, it has, uh, um... Wow!
2: just the same, I'd appreciate it, Stephanie, if you don't show that dress. It reminds me of a dress a girl I was, well, a girl I knew wore at our graduation dance. I didn't like the dress then, and I still don't.
8: Oh, well, then, of course, we won't show it, Johnny.
2: Thanks. The fashion shows seemed to be a great success. They liked every gown we showed them. Afternoon dresses, sportswear, evening gowns. And then came our biggest events. Ladies and gentlemen, for our last number, Madame Roberta Incorporated, is proud to present the bridal gown that was designed and will be modeled by my partner, Mademoiselle Stephanie. Well, in that wedding gown, Stephanie did something to me. I don't know what. And then just as I was about to speak to her, my girl, Sophie Teal, came up out of the audience and threw her arms around me.
5: Johnny, darling, at last. I was in Deauville when I heard about the show, and I came right to Paris. Darling, you were such a success, and I've missed you so much. Oh, I'll see you later, Johnny. No,
2: wait, Stephanie. I, I want you to meet... I'm
5: Sophie Teal, Johnny's fiance. His fiancée? Yes, we were keeping it a secret, but I think that's rather silly, don't you? Oh, yes. Yes, it's very silly.
2: Now, Stephanie, wait a second. Oh,
5: Johnny, hold me close, darling. There, how does it feel to hold me in your arms again?
2: Feels wonderful, Sophie. (laughs) Wonderful. I saw Sophie every day after that, and she really
3: was wonderful.
2: We set the date of our wedding for November the 12th. I told Hook about it one afternoon in the shop.
3: November 12th? For Pete's sake, Johnny, what'd you do, lose a bet?
2: Oh, now lay off, Huck.
8: <laughs> oh, oh, Johnny, you, you haven't forgotten, have you? The annual Roberta party is tonight. The
2: part... Oh, gosh, that's right. Stephanie, I'm awfully sorry, but I, I made a previous engagement.
3: Yeah, previous, spelled S-O-P-H-I-E. <laughs>
2: oh, now, Huck, I told you, lay off. You're the only guy I know who doesn't think I'm the luckiest man in the world. You want a bet? Stephanie, tell me frankly, wh- what do you think of Sophie? Franklin? Yeah, straight from the
1: shoulder.
8: Uh, Well, Johnny, in in my country, there's a proverb all men should study carefully.
1: A proverb?
8: Yes. It's uh, when your heart's on fire, smoke gets in your eyes.
3: I don't get it. You wouldn't. You don't smoke.
2: I suppose, that I don't
3: know what I'm doing. You catch on pretty quick.
4: Oh, Johnny,
8: it just means that you must be sure, terribly sure.
3: I couldn't be
2: more sure, but thanks for the advice. I'll see you around, huh?
4: Oh, Johnny! Johnny! No laughing of
3: That, the game isn't over yet. I once a girl I was going around with gave me the air. Do you know what I did?
5: No. What did you do, Mr. Haynes?
3: Well, 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 well. If it isn't my old sorority sister, Sophie Teal.
5: Well, what did you do, Mr. Haynes?
3: No problem, honey. I just broke a neck.
4: <laughs>
3: very, very funny. Gosh, she got it.
5: Uh, Stephanie, I need a new gown for tonight. I'm having dinner with Johnny, and I want to look particularly well.
3: Why don't you just shine up your fangs and let it go at that?
8: Oh, I am sorry, Miss Steele, but it's impossible to deliver a gown in no
5: under six weeks. Well, what's wrong with that chartreuse dress the young woman is carrying? Oh, no. No, that would not do at all. I insist on trying it on. If you refuse, I shall have to speak to Johnny about it. Marie, uh, please show Miss Steele where she may try on the gown that you're carrying. Thank you, darling. I was beginning to think you didn't want me to have a gown for tonight.
3: Sweet, isn't she?
8: Huck, that's the dressy Johnny asked me not to exhibit at our show. He hated it. I cannot let her have oh, it. baby,
3: look, she has to have it. It's about time you stop singing those sad little songs. Insist on Sophie taking that dress, and the next time you see Johnny, be cool. Play hard to get. You've got to begin cooking on the front burner, Steph.
4: Hmm.
8: Maybe you're right, Tuck. Strike a match. I start dinner now. <laughs>
2: I took Sophie to dinner that night to a small, out of the way restaurant where I thought nobody could find us. As I helped her off with her cloak, I saw she was wearing the chartreuse dress I had asked Sophie not to show.
5: Why, John, what's the matter?
2: That dress.
5: What's wrong with this dress? It suits me perfectly.
2: Why, it's positively indecent.
5: Oh, you're just as much of a small town hick as you were back in college. Maybe you'd rather see it on Stephanie.
2: Now, leave Stephanie out of this.
5: Oh, so that's where the shoe pinches, is it, Mr. Johnny Kent?
2: You know, you were right about that dress, Sophie. It's just your type.
5: How dare you! I despise you, John Kennan. I'm through. Do you hear? I'm through.
3: It's music to my ears. Goodbye. Would you like to have the cab fare back to America, Sophie?
5: <laughs> and you too, Huck Haines. You're both a pair of fatuous, nauseating, soporific bores.
4: Oh.
3: That's a lot of $2 words just to say nuts. <laughs> Huck, what are you doing here? Never mind, but it worked. Are you coming to the party at Madame Roberta's with me? Stephanie's waiting for you. Huck, you're not kidding, are you? Baby, I wasn't called down as Huckleberry Haynes for nothing. Let's go. When
2: Huck and I got there, Stephanie was singing.
3: Huck, what do you think I should say to her? That song ought to give you a rough idea.
2: (laughs)
8: Stephanie. Oh, uh-huh. so you decided to honor us after all, Mr. Kent. Where is Miss Teal?
2: Sophie? Well, she went home. Oh, I
8: see. And uh, having nothing better to do, you came back here.
2: Stephanie, dear, may I have the next dance with
8: you? I'd love it, Ladislav.
2: Please, Stephanie, I've got to talk to you now.
8: Uh, will you excuse me, Ladislav? My business partner wishes to speak to
2: me. Certainly, Stephanie.
8: Well, John, what is it?
2: Who is that Ladislaw? Are you in love with him?
8: Ladislaw love works here with us, and as for being in love with him, I consider that a very impertinent question, Mr. John Kent.
2: Okay, baby. If that's the way you feel about it.
8: That is the way I feel about
2: it. All right. Then I guess this is where I came in.
4: Oh, Johnny! Johnny, wait! I love you so...
1: something to matter, second?
4: It's Johnny. He's gone. He'll never know. He's gone, love. Well.
6: of He will come back, Stephanie. Oh,
8: no. no, he will not. I know he will not. I
4: could tell by the look in his eyes.
1: I mentioned earlier this evening that the railroads during 10 weeks out of the past 11 moved an average of more than 900,000 carloads of freight each week. This couldn't have been done without a lot of new freight cars. And the fact is that since the end of the war, the railroads have put in service more than 200,000 new freight cars. And they have put as many more in new car condition by a major program of repairs and rebuilding. That's a lot of freight cars, but it isn't enough. So the railroads have ordered another 111,000 new freight cars, enough to keep the car builders busy for a full year to come. And before these are built, still others will be ordered. Altogether, these 300,000 new cars are costing the railroads more than $1,250,000,000. And that's just part of what the railroads are spending to provide better service for the business of the country and for you. When it comes to spending money, the railroads are in the same fix as the rest of us. What they can spend depends on what they make. And so, railroad service of the future depends upon railroad revenues now. That's another reason why it means something to everybody, that railroads shall be financially able to keep on making the improvements necessary to meet the growing needs of this growing nation. Railroad Hour show train will return in just a moment after a brief pause for station identification.
0: Hi, this is Porchlight Music Theater's operations associate Kelly Buffington. If you value programming like this, please consider making a donation today at porchlightmusictheater.org. We appreciate your consideration and hope you enjoy the show.
1: We return you to Roberta, starring Eddie Bracken, Jan Clayton, and your host, Gordon McRae.
2: When I left the party at Madame Roberta's that night, I was burning. I told Huck I was going to see Shvarenko, and on the way over to the Cafe Russe I, I kept wondering what Stephanie was doing. Oh, hey,
3: hi, Stephanie! Look, I've been looking all over for you.
2: Oh,
8: I should cook, should I, Mr. Huckleberry Haynes?
3: Well, look, now just hold on to your hat for a second.
8: Do not speak to me, but I will tell you right now. I am through with this cooking.
3: Yeah, I think it's about time, staff. Johnny's gone out to do a little cooking himself. And too many cooks spoil the cooks. Uh, or vice versa. Well, look, everybody in the family can't be a cook. He's gone out to where? Well, oh, he's gone over to the Café Russe to see Schwaranka, honey. And, and uh, if you want a piece of advice, you better go over there, too. And, baby, you'd better go as a woman. When
2: I got to the Café Russe, Sharanka seemed awfully glad to see me. But I wasn't in any mood to be friendly. I, I kept glaring into space until finally the waiter came up with our drinks and said... Your drinks, Monsieur dame?"
9: Ah, now you will smile, my handsome one. A toast to us.
2: Sure, a toast to us. <laughs> what What's in this thing?
9: Vodka and gunpowder.
3: <laughs>
9: I drink it each morning instead of orange juice.
3: Hey, Johnny. Oh, fine, fine. I can't leave you for five minutes without you running into a morass.
9: A morass? Who is a morass? In fact, what is a morass?
3: Call me later, honey. Look, Johnny. Now, you... beat it, Huck. Get lost.
9: Yes, yes, yes. Go away, small one. What are you doing here anyway?
3: I'm booing mentally. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Princess Helena, Anastasia, Luigi, Alexandra, Stefania, Romanov. The princess? Gosh, look, it's Stephanie. She's beautiful, and I've been such a sap. Well, you'll never make the headlines. You go and tell her you're a sap. Maybe she likes saps.
9: Schwarenka feels a scream coming on, a big one.
3: And now Schwarenka feels a hand across her mouth, a dirty one. (laughs) Stephanie. Stephanie.
8: Good evening,
2: John. I don't blame you, Stephanie. I've been a fool, a chump. And now it's too late.
8: Too late? I I do not understand.
2: Too late to tell you that I love you.
8: (laughs) But why, Johnny?
2: Because you're a princess. Because you... Because you love Ladislav. Of
8: course I love Ladislav, Johnny. Why wouldn't I love him? He's my cousin.
2: Your cousin? Then he... Oh, what's the difference? You're still a princess. So? Well, Stephanie, doesn't that mean that I can't... I mean... Doesn't (laughs) it mean that we can't?
8: (laughs) doragoy.
2: Okay, okay, rub it in. Oh,
8: who rubbed it in?
2: Well, then what did you say?
4: I said, you can
8: and we can. And, oh, please, hurry up and ask me, darling. Please, darling, before the smoke gets in your eyes.
10: Now, now laughing, laughing friends, friends
6: delight, tears so I cannot hold.
2: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. This is Gordon MacRae giving a special vote of thanks to our two guest stars this evening, Eddie Bracken and Jan Clayton. Donna Bryant and Viola Vaughn and the other members of tonight's cast for their fine performances in our production of Roberta, which was adapted for radio by Ed Gardner and Don Ettlinger. Next week, our star-studded show chain will arrive on the same tracks at the same time. On board will be Margot, Leo Carrillo, Marion Hutton, and Sweeney and March to join me in bringing you the famous Zigfield musical show, Rio Rita with our chorus under the direction of Norman Luboff and the music arranged and conducted by Carmen Dragon.
4: All
2: well, it looks as though we're ready to pull out. And so until next week, goodbye. during the coming week, as always, the American Railroads will provide for you the dependable low-cost transportation which is so essential to the American way of living.
0: For a musical that has never been revived on Broadway, Roberta has had a healthy life in other mediums. For starters, it was made into a 1935 film by RKO starring Irene Dunn, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, and Randolph Scott. The movie version omitted the songs The Touch of Your Hand, Something Had to Happen, and You're Devastating, but added the Kern songs I Won't Dance, lifted from his flop show Three Sisters and lovely to look at, written especially for the film version of Roberta and nominated for an Academy Award. These two editions became so popular that they are now frequently included in revivals and recordings of Roberta. A different radio adaptation of Roberta was presented on Philip Morris Playhouse on CBS May 14, 1943, starring Mary Martin and William Gargan. In 1952, MGM remade Roberta in Technicolor, under the title Lovely to Look At. This remake also included the two songs added to the 1935 film. It starred Katherine Grayson, Howard Keel, Red Skelton, Anne Miller, Gower Champion, Marge Champion, and Zsa Zsa Gabor. In 1958, Roberta became a made-for-TV movie starring Bob Hope, recreating his Broadway role of Huckleberry Haynes with Anna Maria Alberghetti, Janice Page, and again, Howard Keel. The show was later presented on television in a modernized 1969 NBC Color telecast, this production was presented by the now 68-year-old Bob Hope, who again reprised his original stage role, inserting many new then-topical jokes about current events. Others in the cast included Michelle Lee, John Davidson, and, once again, Janice Page. In 2014, New World Records released a first-ever complete recording of the score of Roberta, reconstructed by Larry Moore, with Rob Berman conducting the Orchestra of Ireland, and a cast of American, British, and Irish performers, including actors Jason Grah and Kim Criswell. Theatres across the country need your support now more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber.